0: Welcome to backing paper number 81! Woohoo! Um, it's my favorite number between 80 and 85. After that, I've got another favorite. Don't ask what it is. I don't want to spoil the surprise. Speaking of spoiler surprise, boy, have we got a surprise <laughs> in store for you tonight. As long as you're not very good at guessing. Because tonight's fabulous backing paper co-host is the wonderful beardy man himself. It's John Whitmore. John Woohoo! <laughs> Welcome goody, goody. back to Backing Paper
1: good evening everybody or morning it, or it turns it out
0: john i was right i did start yelling more as soon as i started yeah <laughs> <'Cause>... <laughs> your levels are now clipping <laughs> <laughs> um we have got uh, some great emails in store for you this evening but before we get to them uh john it's been a few weeks since we got to chat last time uh how have things been going with you yeah right. thanks not
1: bad um <clears throat> just trying to think what I've been up to. I, I've had a, actually had a shoot on this week. It was a digital photography shoot, but it was nice to be back out there and actually taking some photos with with a strong purpose. Which mm, I can imagine. So that's, yeah, it's <laughs> it's just one of those things I didn't realise how much I missed it.
0: Earning money, um, you mean?
1: Well, yeah, I've <laughs> missed that. Um, <laughs> but it, like, just like the creative process and getting out there and doing something, even even with all the stuff surrounding regards like masks and washing hands and all that sort of malarkey mm-hmm. it was it was it was great to be
0: out there and doing it so yeah happy days that's great to hear that yeah it's it is where i i don't know about you but i find that i'm finding this this time period more confusing when it was full lockdown i understood that because i just went about my business and nobody else stayed out of my way and it was great <laughs> big fan of that um uh, but because I've still not been going anywhere, it's it, I, w- I went into my local co-op today for the first time in literally months, and I was like, "What am I supposed to do? I don't understand how shops work anymore. <laughs> Help!" Oh, it,
1: it's so weird. Like we went to um, we went to a farm shop today. Something we haven't done for like since before lockdown, and it was just like it, It's so strange. You know, you've got you've got half the people wearing masks. You've got half the people kind of following the instructions of the, the shop. And everybody else is like, oh, what is going on? This mm. is just very, like, people are kind of smiling at each other and, like, the staff are trying really hard, but it's just, it just feels weird. Yeah. It's really weird at the moment.
0: Yeah. Great times. Great times. Well, I, yeah. hope, <laughs> I hope everyone's just looking after themselves and those around them, uh, you know, that's just still the most important thing. I think as long as we're all kind of mindful and careful, we'll yeah. be fine. How are things at The Dark Shed Live going?
1: Uh, Darkshed Live, I haven't... Oh, I was due to a broadcast last week and I had to cancel it just because uh, of family priorities, um, a.k.a. a not-sleeping child. Um, but my next episode is going to be... Uh, this week sometime I'm going to do some printing on MG Art, that premium paper.
0: Oh, I've got some that. of that stuff, which oh, I haven't used yet. I bought juicy. some. I Actually, <laughs> one of your um, regular guests, uh, well, no, well, recurring guests, Dan Kay, um, he very kindly last year, we talked about it at the time, but he um, gave uh, some uh, vouchers to use in the... Um, uh, camera film photo, I had to look at the sticker I've got on my door (laughs) the camera film photo shop over in Hong Kong and he gave me some um, vouchers to spend there which was incredibly kind and I used them to buy some of this art paper which I have not yet used but um, having seen some of the beautiful (coughs) work that's been created especially the one that really sticks in my mind is because it's the the one I've had my hands on most is stuff that um, uh, Mike um, Aloha uh, Big Mike um, uh, does Aloha Big Mike um, that's not I've got that the wrong way around but Mike Mike <laughs> knows Mike knows who that means um, Mike Puto because um, he sent me some pictures that he's done on it and I mean Mike's a fantastic printer and they look great on this paper and uh, I kind of associate him with that paper very much because I know he's a huge fan of it i
1: would love to check out his work because I've only I've used it twice on one print I hated it and the other one I loved it so it's like I think it's it's very much down to the image um,
0: <laughs> Yeah. I need, to, I
1: need to do some more tests with it.
0: It's got a lovely texture to it and it does the blacks on it are so good. How oh, are they? Yeah, just really lovely deep blacks. Yeah, really, really nice. Yeah, definitely check out Mike's work. Um oh, it's it's grand. It's grand. Um so uh listeners can look forward to at some point this week a dark show live. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: at some point. Put it in the <laughs>
0: Where like where do you put the news up on this, and how much warning do you give people?
1: Uh, well, sometimes it's a five minute warning. Oh, you know, as if it's like an air ride siren going off, um, just to add to the excitement. But it, it, they're they're always there afterwards. Like, I always <laughs> upload them, um, so you don't have to watch it live. Just makes it a bit more exciting, doesn't it? Oh god, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a thriller minute I played. <laughs> <laughs>
0: As exciting as this podcast, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is a thrill of it because you never know quite what's going to get said the next. <laughs> you have to pay attention. Um, you never know whether you should have just been offended or not. Um, well, that's very cool. Um, well, shall we, John, dig in? Because I know there's more stuff that we'll talk about going on, but the emails will kind of lead us off in uh, many and varied directions, I'm sure. So shall we delve into this bag of Let's emails? Uh go for it. Uh, I will start us off, I guess, seeing as the first one here. Um, And this is a Cheap Shots Challenge. So we've got a few last-minute Cheap Shots Challenge entries coming, which is fabulous. Well done, everyone. Uh, We have now closed the floor for entries. Definitely no more entries, uh, unless you sneak them in. (laughs) Uh, I won't tell if you don't. Um, uh, But this one is from Juan Suarez, who writes in to say, Dear Sunnies, you'll find my two shots for the current Cheap Shots Challenge attached to this email. I used Fomapan 100 on an IcoFlex TLR from 1937 that I bought for 18 Swiss francs, about £15. I bought it almost a year ago, and the camera was in dire need of repairs, which I haven't been able to do until recently. The taking lens has a nail in place of one of the screws, not my doing, that's not the kind of thing I would do, and there are other secondary screws missing here and there. They, you don't need as many screws as they put in cameras. They're always uh, overbuilt.
1: Yeah, It's just a rip off, isn't it? Screens? Exactly.
0: Just to build up the weight. But yeah. it's light tight, and both lenses are now clean, and the shutter fires and the film advances. So, all in all, a pretty good thing. I think I'll use it between Cheap Shot Challenges, too. Wow. That is the sign of a true quality Cheap Shot Challenge camera. <laughs> if you think you'll use it between challenges, because I never feel that way about my Cheap Shot's camera.
1: They're not just for Christmas, are they? No,
0: no, they aren't. Well, regrettably not more frequently than that. On Tuesday, I went with my 20-month-old daughter to buy some groceries. The first shot is of her eating some cherries in her bike trailer. The second should have had more cherries in it, but by the time I shot it, only very few were left. I've been listening for a while now, but it's my first time participating in the challenge, all right into the show. With the confinement, I've listened to some of the back catalogue and I have to say that despite all of your warnings, the first shows are utterly enjoyable. Audio quality be damned. Best wishes from Juan. Thank you so much, Wann. It's So great that you've written in and so great that you've taken part. It's always wonderful seeing new people getting involved. Um, and yes, we very much did damn the audio quality of our early episodes. Damned it all to hell, I think. I've say. got a
1: feeling he was listening to some of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't believe it.
0: Uh, it is. When I listen to um, new shows starting up now, uh, you know, and there's been a slew of, I mean, there's so many podcasts now. Um, and But whenever I listen to them, and whenever I get a chance to check them out which is not as often as I would like I must admit it kind of blows me away how well people are just out the gate running in terms of their audio quality and the thought they put into it (laughs) listen (laughs) back to it where we started and it's like oh we really were just a couple of chances making up as we went along uh, look where it's because everyone's now.
1: listened to yours and gone oh we don't want to do it like that <laughs> yes. do we?
0: and now don't look know. at us now there's five chances of making <laughs> it up as we go along <laughs> uh, strength good. in numbers that's what it is exactly okay so you can see these pictures i take it john because i put them in the show notes like a good boy oh, yeah i can see them um to, oh, no, to, so, um, I, I put them in the wrong order, but you can still see them. I'm sure we can figure it out. So, I'm going to zoom our eyes in. Um, so, the first picture they talked about, the one of his daughter, I love that picture. It has an almost um, sort of. Uh, Bacchanalian feel to it. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's his daughter, his 20-month-old daughter, in a lovely sun hat, just kind of reclining in a pushchair with this, I mean, it's cherries, but it could be grapes, this punnet just lying there. <laughs> and it just feels like it just needs somebody there with a big palm fan wafting her to complete that brilliant Roman <laughs> emperor image. Uh What do you think of that one, John?
1: I think it's lovely. It's uh, What's going on at the top? Is that is that a light
0: leak? It's no. I think there was a well. What I think is, is it's the light shining through the back of the cover on the um, uh, the pushchair pram. Yeah, I
1: think it it's 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 lovely though, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's very mystical.
0: Yes, yes. it's because it looks like there's loads of writing on there. Probably all sorts of warnings about you know not pushing it into an ocean or stuff like that. Yeah. Um, don't eat mean, th- food in the pram. Yeah. Don't drink and pram.
1: <laughs> yeah. Don't drink and drive the pram. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. But yeah, I love it, and the picture's done a really nice job. You know, it's that's the you know that the lens on these things is not going to be the sharpest, but it's a good size negative. It's six by six, so it doesn't need to be super sharp unless you're making a big print from it. Um, and then uh, the second shot is um, a nice picture, uh, a, a tabletop shot of the, the few few cherries that are left. There really are very few um, after that. Uh, that as pun it was raided um and just some nice jars nice kill the jars and it's just a nice kitchen scene isn't it yeah it's lovely
1: yeah nice. yes but yeah. I,
0: I think the one of his doors was definitely my favorite because it really does just <laughs> i
1: it... agree oh, that that kind of like this that's an image i i see three times a day at the moment of a child stuffing their face with food or like just rubbing their gums with anything you put in their hands. Mm. And it's a uh, it's brilliant. It's just it's full of that that energy.
0: Yeah. And that look of that look of a child that you can only have when you're that age because you haven't learned yet what a terrible place the world is. It's like, "Oh, this is <laughs> the world is people bringing me food and pushing me around. Yeah. <laughs> Feed me slaves. Great, wonderful stuff."
1: Okay. And there's like there's a there's something at the bottom of the frame.
0: <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> I suspect that a safety bar or something. I would guess. I don't know. And now above that, there's like a doll. Oh, yes, there's a doll. <laughs> <laughs>
1: at first, thought, I thought it was another child. <laughs> another child.
0: <laughs> yeah. B- bowing no, in front of her. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Um, great stuff. Thank you so much for those. Um, Do you
1: put these images up for listeners to see at some point, Graham? Yes.
0: At some oh, point, at some point, is the I, need, I need to catch it. They will, they will all be available to see once with the actually do the judging in a few weeks' time. But I, oh, if okay. I I'll try and get around to it beforehand. But listen, guys, <laughs> I suck. Um, okay, <laughs> do you want to take this next one uh, from Alex sure. Morrison?
1: Yep. Here we go. Uh, right, hi Sunbeams. Thank you for mentioning me on the last backing paper. I'm Shug Pug on Smugmug. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't listen to that one. so... Oh, shame
0: sorry. on you. I don't know
1: the reference. Uh, thank you, especially for mentioning my very neglected website and not mentioning that the vast majority of the photos on it are digital. Boo! Uh, a kinder treatment than I was expecting, if I'm perfectly honest.
0: I would never criticise anybody I'm, for the tools that they're um, using and yeah. <laughs> the results yeah, that they, one they one get one. with them.
1: Um, I enjoyed your discussion on trichromes. Uh, I experimented with them for the first time earlier this year. The effects that you get in moving subjects, water, and using some filters which apparently aren't well-suited to try (laughs) made for some interesting results. I was expecting the water to give some surreal effects, but not quite as strongly as what I achieved.
0: (laughs) I I like the uh, scare quotes around the word achieved. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, if if that was the original intent, then it doesn't matter, does it? No, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, it's fine. Um, I've attached the original with the four exposures aligned, you'll notice that the green is somewhat dominant, so I've also attached a refined example with the greens toned down quite a bit after some advice from one of the Facebook groups I'm in. Turns out that I had uh, a much weaker blue filter than recommended. Um, a what? A Konin 82B... Cocaine. <laughs>
0: Co- you must have known Co- filters,
1: John. Come <laughs> <know>. on now. <laughs> well, I really needed the much stronger 80B. This, that's just a different language to me. Um... But for his first attempt with filters, they are not really suited to trichrome work. I'm pretty pleased with the result, albeit after quite a lot of photoshop work. Bill Thu, who you also talked about on uh, episode 80, had done beautiful trichromes with the 80B filter. But unfortunately, they seem to be a bit like hen's teeth just at the moment. I've also included the straight shot with the red filter just for comparison. Everybody got that? Uh, I, I shot these on my Intrepid Mark IV on Pan 100 Classic, a film I find hard to control the contrast on, hence the heavy crop. The main challenge I had while shooting was to remember which order I'd mentally labelled the holders for the red-green-blue-luminous shots. My mental sticky notes being not that sticky may also explain the rather interesting results I've achieved. And their shot at the Las Vegas wetlands in Nevada during the height of lockdown, which unfortunately in America meant most people <laughs> are carrying on as normal. <laughs> right. Thank goodness the US d- normal does not include summarised photo shoots. Definitely an experience I enjoyed and something I will do again after I find, acquire, beg, borrow or steal a stronger blue filter. Wow, that sounds all quite complicated.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, should we have a quick look? Actually before we move on to the rest of the mode? do you want to have a quick look? Because the pictures are down below. Okay, yep. Yeah. Let's have a look.
1: So this is where you change the filter and you take multiple frames and then combine them all afterwards. Yes,
0: absolutely, yeah. You you okay. shoot one with red, one with green, and one with blue, and then put them into Photoshop and like yeah. I, I can't remember exactly. Uh, as I keep mentioning, I know that the guys, that David Allen has done stuff on them, and also the guys over at the All Through a Lens podcast did uh, a couple of podcasts specifically on them. Um, and... I uh, I got sent and again I mentioned this last week. I got spent, sent sent um, some prints by uh, Anthony at Dankspangle um, of some um, some sort of very simple shots of flowers, just flower portraits on a white background, done in this way. But they're beautiful, and I <laughs> took one look at them all went yonk They're on the wall in the house <laughs> now, and I honestly cannot offer any higher praise than that. Um, yeah, they. They have a really unique look to them, uh, which I am a big fan of. Um, And yeah, the the second book, so we're looking at the set of three now. So you've got the black and white one as the reference shot of the above. Um, And then down the bottom, the very green one, um, which is quite psychedelic, isn't it? Yeah, I like that.
1: Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'd I'd go for that intentionally. I think that's that's awesome.
0: Yeah, the toned down one is definitely, it has much more of the feel of it. It's, um, yeah, even though it's not, Probably quite what Alex was after, <laughs> but I think still think it's quite good fun. I like it. I like it. It's
1: quite like so he's shooting it large format. So yeah, I guess keeping track of each frame if you're developing them all in the same tank as well and knowing which one relates to which colour, mm. um, it's quite a logistical challenge. That isn't it? Just just tracking it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. It is difficult. Um, maybe you could clip corners on the um, sheets or something as you're loading them up.
1: Oh yeah, that would work. Yeah,
0: and um, possibly, yeah. Um, but yeah, but I, it, it's a technique I would like to have a go at doing because I really like the results. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe some point. And it's good to know that the getting the filters correct is important because that sounds like exactly the kind of thing that I would cheap out on or just half-ass and <laughs> end up with a disaster. <laughs> it's just the post-processing bit that puts me off it. But um, anyway, yeah,
1: that's it's a Photoshop yeah job, isn't it? Basically. Yeah.
0: Anyway, do you want to crack on with the rest of this email? Yep, yeah, that's uh where we? du, 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 du. Yeah, I've spotted
1: from my website that I'm a fairly recent reconverted film and I'm still working through the back catalogue of podcasts, yours, negative positives, lensless, large format and classic camera revival at the moment with the future of photography, that's AIDS are the one, isn't yeah. it? And hypersensitive queued up for when not I'm at a loose end <laughs> podcast-wise.
0: You're going to want to be a real, real loose end. That is, that is a lot
1: of listening to do. Uh, I've fallen hard and I'm now the proud owner of no fewer than seven film cameras ranging from one three five to 4x5 and even developed my own colour film. Awesome. This is no small part thanks to you and the inspiration you've given me. Thank you. That's that's fantastic that you're developing your own film. Yeah, I think that's a it's a great step to take if you can. Uh, and with apologies for the rambling, this brings me on to your recent podcast guest, starring Aid, gone hopefully temporary but not, never forgotten. I was priv- privileged to have an article published on Emulsiv recently in which I wrote about my love of photography rather than specific any specific analog versus digital betterness. Whilst the outcome is important, one of the things I love most about photography is the mindfulness of it. I have tried and really do not get on with meditation, but find that an early morning photography session clears my head better than anything else, possibly accepting my other bad habits of running, paddleboarding, kayaking, and generally spending as much time out of the house or office as I can get away with. I enjoy the process of taking photos on my digital camera, on my XO2 point and shoot, and on my large format camera. I also enjoy the processing the film and even find a perverse enjoyment in the scanning and computer work afterwards. It's all photography and therefore it's all good. If I ever stop enjoying the analog bit or the digital bit, I'll put it to one side knowing that I can always go back to it. I don't see it as either or, but very much complementary and related. (coughs) I completely agree with all that. Mm -hmm. I think when you've when you've, you've kind of got an understanding of lots of different areas. Your emphasis on each area like shifts around depending on where your focus is at the time.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Completely agree with all of that. Uh, or a shorter message
1: would have been, lay off aid, Graham. He's just fine.
0: Mm, I disagree entirely
1: with that. We'll <laughs> carry on. Hope you're all well in the UK. Easies of lockdown. Keep up the amazing work, but not too hard. All the cameras are want to come to elude my monetary means. Sorry for the very long rambling email, all the best, Alex. Thank you so much for writing in, Alex. That's uh that's awesome. Yes, cracking. Lots in. of detail. Cracking.
0: And yeah, absolutely. There's there is no digital versus analogue uh, bitterness here. Um, it's it is all about the fun of photography. Uh and, and yeah, I, 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 you know Aid needs to pick up a film camera again, I don't know what else to say. <laughs>
1: did uh, did you see what Aid posted on
0: Twitter? Uh um, days ago. And now I've seen some of his recent posts, but I'm not sure which one are you referring to. He's selling a load of gear. Oh my. <laughs> I blame you for this, Whitmore. God. Ah, well. Well, great.
1: <laughs> oh, I, I shouldn't have mentioned it. <laughs> It's not my
0: fault. He, he,
1: he's he's in to do what he Because wants. Y-
0: your suggestion to him would maybe sell <laughs> your gear. So I, I I don't think the thought would ever even occurred to him before. <laughs> That's not true. I <laughs> most of the last three everything. years I to talking like- about selling his gear. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I haven't seen the details, but he, I did see that he's not selling everything, just stuff that he's just not using at all. Yeah. Um, so it's a case of like thinning down and. I think he kind of mentioned that you might buy something else with, with
0: the funds so yeah no what, go where your um your joy lies you know that's the most important thing isn't it it's and that changes or changes for all of us as we're moving through and sometimes it swings back and sometimes it doesn't you just got to yeah. go where your bliss is um but you know I do blame you for that (laughs) job. Okay.
1: Well, good. I'll take it because if that means that he moves on and he gets a a love of photography again and starts taking more photos, that's brilliant. Yeah,
0: that's certainly the most important thing for sure. All right. We've got another Cheap Shots Challenge email from another Alex. And this time is uh, the one and only Alex Purcell, uh, who, incidentally, anybody who um, loves Alex, it should be everybody, because Alex is adorable. <laughs> oh, he's such a cute little Welshman. He's not even that little. Um, <laughs> but uh, Alex <laughs> is, uh, I think, pretty much the regular co-host now on the Soot and Whitewash podcast with Neil Piper. So um, go and find him there. Um, keeping things sane. or at least borderline. Anyway, Alex writes in to say, hey, Sunbeams, here's my entries for the Cheap Shots Challenge. Taken with my not-so-limited-edition Olympic Zenit EM, a Pentax 135mm f3.5 lens, a set of M42 extension rings, and bulk-rolled Kentmere 400. The Zenit was donated by a lovely colleague. The lens came from a customer who'd rescued it from floodwater caused by a boiler I turned up to fix. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Um... This, this, that sounds like a start of a dodgy porno film. <laughs> I've come to fix your boiler. Would you like to see my lens? Um, and the extension rings were in the bottom of a bag of camera bits given to me by a family friend. This is all, this is good cheap shot stuff, as in free. A happy customer gave me the eggs earlier that day. Again, that just sounds like a euphemism. And just to maximise the cheap In Cheap Shots Challenge, I lit the scene with my works LED floodlight. Good work, Al. I had great fun doing this. The shots look nothing like anything I've taken before, and I've continued to shoot more things around the house with the same setup. Thanks for all the inspiration and the wonderful podcast. All the best from Alex. And Alex is, for anybody who doesn't know, is at Blur on Instagram and Twitter, and, um, and is a delight. Uh, So, two very nicely lit pictures of some oofs, or eggs, as uh, they they, (laughs) (laughs) say. Oof. (laughs) Oof. You didn't know I was uh, bilingual, did you? Uh, Yeah. I really like these pictures because what I love about them is that I was clearly having fun with the lighting on these. And it's that thing of making the everyday, just taking something that's just sitting there and just... Bringing it to life by the judicious application of some extra light.
1: Yeah, considering it's just like a uh, a work LED. What is does he he fix his boilers? Doesn't he? He does right? allegedly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that and that's that's awesome, isn't it? They look like they, it could be like a proper studio light or flash. Yeah, you know, it's just because it's additional lighting. Or um, well, it, it actually, the first one looks like it's just nice natural lighting coming from an outside window.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, as I said, we're looking at pictures of eggs in an egg box, I—it's the second picture is the one that I like the most. Um, I think it really benefits from being an up close shot. Of the eggs in the carton and you just you've got the texture of the egg carton you've got the texture of the lovely speckled the egg uh and that really nice shallow depth of field from using 135mm lens at close range with the um rings and also good good work on getting that depth of field in just the right place as well uh, everything you want to see is in focus and everything else isn't
1: It's everything you want to see from an earth photo isn't From it? Oof, yes from,
0: I, if I had to use one word to describe these pictures, I think I'd say they were excellent. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm very uh, excited uh, to see where uh, we okay. next.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just about to hang up and leave.
0: Oh, but uh, well, let's move on before John exits the call. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god.
1: <laughs> next, please. Next. Okay, go on then, next John. You take please. this next one. <laughs> right. Uh, who we, have we got here? Dennis Atkinson. Uh, hello, Sunnies. Here is my second entry for a she- cheap she- sheep shop challenge. <laughs> cheap shots challenge. Groceries have come to mean that we no longer go to the grocery store. Instead, the grocery store or somebody brings stuff to us. While that sounds nice in the abstract, in practice, it is a pain in the ass. The raspberries are inevitably smashed and missing in the, the gluttonous joy of waiting for that unexpected treat discovered in the cookie aisle. But we are fortunate. We eat. I was struck by the weird bags that our grocer, Mr. Bezos...
0: Bezos. I'm I, assuming... Bezos. I'm assuming that Jeff... Uh, Amazon. That Jeff, uh, that Jeff <laughs> right. that <it> personally <laughs> drops stuff around tennis.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think he's he's got enough uh, staff to do that, hasn't he? Oh, it's a personal uh, well, touch, though. Mm, not even his staff. Anyway, um, let <laughs> stop ranting about Amazon. <laughs> Packed our food in. Uh, it's a combination of bubble wrap and space blanket, evidently designed to insulate and protect my raspberries. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> um, I've tried to provide evidence of both bag and groceries, but since getting a sharp image any closer than about eight feet with my brownie reflex cheat shot camera is a fool's errand, my evidence relies mostly on large, vaguely recognizable <laughs> shapes rather than subtle detail. <laughs> By squinting you ought to be able to see the bags, and with work differentiate between the bananas and some other round fruit in the composition. I don't think they are watermelons, <laughs> but I can't be sure. <laughs> I haven't even looked at the photo yet. Uh, They are taken with the Kodak Brownie Reflex 127 size camera on Ilford HP5 Plus, processed in HC110B. There we go.
0: Yeah, and uh, Denny is in Tonawanda, New York, just a few miles upstream from Niagara Falls. It's lovely here, mm. he says. It sounds lovely. I'm assuming that they're on... Yes. Mind you, is it on the good side of Niagara Falls? Because I've heard that the American side of Niagara Falls... When we looked into this, <laughs> it's not great. They've got the crappiest side of Niagara Falls. They're,
1: they have, unfortunately, haven't they? Have you been there? Well, I do. Yeah, I've been to the, been to the Canadian side. Um, but it's, like, the actual town itself isn't anywhere to really want to visit. Mm. Yeah, it, like The surrounding areas are lovely. Yeah. Um, but I assume he's in, on
0: the American side, isn't he? I would assume so, being in New York. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had, we because had, Rachel and I are uh, uh, geographically challenged and we were confused <laughs> by the fact that, wait, is Niagara Falls in New York City? Like, no, New York is also New the States. state. <laughs> it was a whole thing. Listen, we learn a lot on this podcast and it's mostly how little <laughs> we know about where we in the kids. Um, so let's look at these pictures. So this first one looks like the space bags, right?
1: Yeah now it's now it's all making sense
0: now i'm looking at the pictures um kind of it looks is that how they get
1: is that how they get delivered
0: i mean i guess so it looks like a, a pillow from buck rogers <laughs>
1: oh a lovely pillow to lay your head on
0: yeah nice and shiny <laughs> i love the yeah. backdrop of a car in the background. <laughs> <laughs> it's good very very futuristic um and uh, then the second picture. Um now, admittedly, as you said, the Kodak Reflex is um it's not gonna win any prizes for the sharpest or indeed the closest, but I we can definitely make out bananas and apples. Yeah, I can what have we got there? Uh some sort of baguette on the right. Yeah. When he said I'm not sure if it's watermelon, I thought Crumbs! How can you be uncertain of the presence or absence of a watermelon? Of all, of all the fruits, I'd say a watermelon <laughs> is one of the easiest ones to spot. It's quite big, <laughs> but I'm not. Maybe sure. it's like pieces of wa- That's watermelon. That's what I'm thinking. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. Um, but good, you know, good use of uh, using the packing material because it's very reflective, shiny. It does look like that food is being sent up to space. Um, yeah. But poor Dennis and his poor crushed raspberries. <laughs> you have to see someone about that. Like in the
1: first one, it looks like the bags are filled with air or yeah. something to protect everything, doesn't it? Yeah, doesn't sound de- like that's working. Deflated.
0: Yeah, very sad. Very sad. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Let me just make those go back to normal size because I cannot read that at two hundred. percent Okay. <laughs> This next email is from The Delight and past guest, Mike Crawford. Uh, Mike is, I hope he's been busy doing his darkroom work over in London. Anyway, Mike writes in to say, uh, subject line, Sunny 16 Film Club. Hi, Sonny's old and new. Well, I best covers both words, right, John. Um,
1: <laughs> well, that, I'm new and old. Yeah, yeah. Won, yeah.
0: I was hoping to hear more about the Sunny 16 Film Club. How photography has been used in film is one of my slight obsessions, and one day, when there is time, I hope to write something about it. I do have quite an issue when there are grossly incorrect portrayals shown, especially in darkroom scenes. This does not surprise me. <laughs> a couple, and this is interesting actually, John, because you were making a list of darkrooms in films, weren't you? Oh, I am, yeah. Oh, well, here you go. That's Maybe you get some more that you weren't aware of. A couple which spring to mind is the rather bizarre film Fur, starring Nicole Kidman as Diane Arbus, which features her husband processing a load of Kodak T Max film. Although the film is set in the early 60s, T-Max came out in the late <gasps> 80s. Oh, that's
1: terrible research, I isn't love it? That. I just, oh, that's <laughs> brilliant. Well, actually,
0: no, there isn't going on here. I strongly approve. Likewise, Backbeat, which is a great film about the Beatles in Hamburg in the early 60s, which has photographer Astrid Kircher, played by Cheryl Lee, using Agfa resin-coated paper. Again, about 20 years too early. Oh, I can't believe they did that. Oh, <laughs> God, they must have been kicking themselves when they used
1: <laughs> So, like, when films are made like historical films there are massive warehouses aren't there with like old like i don't know radios and tvs and stuff that they can pull out and use as props Mm. i can't imagine there's a section with just old darkroom paper to like get access to like graded agfa paper Mm. (laughs) so they were probably kind of stuck weren't they in that instance that they had to use the modern resin coated paper
0: i just also i just love the fact that (laughs) <laughs> Mike picked out that it was Agfa for resin-coated paper. I mean, how much of a big deal did they make about what paper they were using in that film? <laughs> um, you may say I'm being a little pedantic, but I've spent my whole life, my whole working life in the darkroom. To me, it's a bit like a miniskirt in a Victorian drama or seeing Concord in the Battle of Britain. Um, I, I think I can completely relate to that. And I can't, you know, I can't think of any... I know I saw something recently um, which stuck in my mind. But um, when you see... For me, it's probably more cameras because I'm not going to spot Ag for resin-coated paper. <laughs> <or whatever. laughs> that
1: is a good spot. Though. But
0: but when you see a camera that is either out of time or behaving in a way that it just doesn't, uh, I think a really good, a well-known example of this, or at least a easy to find one, is um, in the... I think it's the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movie. I think, and um, at one point he goes to take pictures of the uh, Lizard Man. What's he called? (laughs) Dr. Lizard? (laughs) The Lizard Man. (laughs) I've forgotten. Sorry, everyone. Oh, boy. (laughs) I'm going to upset other guys now. Anyway, the Lizard Doctor dude, and he he spins a web any size. In this case, it was one that fitted the way he needed it to, and put the camera in there, and when Doctor the Lizardman dude came out, the camera took multiple pictures, went choo-choo-choo-choo and shot away. That camera uh, was a Yashica um, Electro 35 rangefinder, which is definitely not going to do that. You know, It cannot <laughs> take multiple shots <laughs> in the row. It's a rangefinder. It just doesn't work like that. Um, so, yeah, we're all nerds here. We're
1: all pedantic nerds here. You know, in films and TV programs, when, when you've got press photographers around, like, the central character or whatever... Mm. The way those photographers take photos is always unrealistic. Mm. They're always like, I don't know, they've all got like a flash on or something, and there's no, they wouldn't be using a flash or like you say, it's just on continuous shoot, and it's the wrong sort of camera for that. You know, it's, it's it's just crap. They just picked up a camera and some like extra. It's just been told, right? You use that camera, and they're like holding it out at arm's length in front of them when it hasn't got like a back screen on it or something like that.
0: Yeah, uh, in the second to last Jurassic Park film, <laughs> here we go, everyone. Um, at the beginning of that film, the uh, one the, the young lad who's in it, um, this Jurassic World, I think it was. Anyway, he's running around with a Diana camera, and he's just clicking and clicking and clicking and never winding the film on. Well, that's just going to be ruined, isn't it? You've just ru- you've ruined that film stupid child um (laughs) uh it's all good fun i i I know there were some other examples because you see quite a lot of um cameras in video games i know i was playing a game the other day and there was a camera in it and it just stuck out to me because it was uh very appropriately placed but i've completely forgotten what it was so enjoy that reference everyone anyway um I'm finishing this email, which we got a bit sidetracked from, uh, one particular favourite film whose faults I'll always forgive is the 1957 musical Funny Face. And uh, there's a link to a trailer here, which I'll put in the show notes, which I have not had time to watch. Filmed in glorious Technicolor. Oh, you'll be able to watch this one, John.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm all over it. Fred Astaire <laughs>
0: plays top New York fashion photographer Dick Avery, somewhat inspired by the film's photographic advisor, Richard Avedon. Audrey Hepburn co-stars as Jo Stockton, a Greenwich village bookseller dreaming of studying philosophy in Paris. As she sings in one number, I want to to see the den of thinking men, like Jean-Paul Sartre. I must philosophise with all the guys round Avon Martre. <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't sing that everyone, but I don't know what the tune is, but just imagine that I sang. Um, Dick Avery and his team need an exciting new model to shoot a collection in Paris. Fashion photography is firmly against Joe's principles. Can you guess what happens? I would genuinely be interested in a feminist reading of this film, though it is a glorious piece of escapism for analogue photographers. Songs by Gershwin, photographs by Avedon, and a rollerflex in the opening titles. What more do you want? Well, how about a song and dance routine in the dark room with Audrey and Fred while making a print? And there's another link here which I will share.
1: Oh my, Lord. I can't wait to watch these.
0: I've probably said too much and watched the film too many times, but the soundtrack CD is always a favourite in the darkroom when I can't decide what to play. and need a bit of a lift and spring in my step. Don't get me started on Blow Up. All the best from Mike Crawford. Thank you so much, Mike. Um, that's great. Uh, another film for us to check out, John.
1: Yeah, I am definitely going to watch
0: that. That does that sound pretty superb. glorious. Um, <laughs> we are going to hopefully be having more film-related conversations in the future. We keep, <laughs> we keep teasing things happening in the future. Um, more film-related stuff is one of those things that is on the horizon um which i'm quite excited about happening um so you know there may be a place mike for your conversation about your love of this film <laughs> um there may well be a place for that conversation because it's clearly quite a strong <laughs> love going on there <laughs> ah wonderful and, and that is it for the emails uh what a great selection of emails this week um we mentioned and i wanted to talk about this as we were going through them but i got sidetracked As happened um cheap shots challenge john how are you getting on with your cheap shot challenge
1: yeah, brilliant. All done. In the bag. Liar.
0: You <laughs> are lying, liar, John. You liar, John Whitmore. No, it's not in the bag. <laughs>
1: uh, I was due to shoot them this week. But the one day where the weather was appropriate, unfortunately, I had to work. Um, so hopefully Monday or Tuesday I'll get them done. Every, everything's done. My niece has created these props for it. And we've kind of storyboarded it a bit. So we're ready to go. Just mm-hmm. actually got to shoot it.
0: I got mine taken today, quite pleased for that, left them until just after the last minute. Um, I don't think they're going to be any good, but I did set fire to a bog roll, so, you know, I had some fun. <laughs>
1: was that actually part of it? That... <laughs> it,
0: it was, but sh- don't tell Sinead I'm setting fire to a bog roll. <laughs> um, well, at
1: least you didn't do that at the start of lockdown when bog roll was in short supply.
0: Yeah, exactly. It was literally money going up in flames otherwise. Yeah. Um Oh, another fun thing that I wanted to mention I did today that I had completely forgotten about. I took part in, uh, and we mentioned it last week, but Rachel, as part of her Patreon, I think for the 35mm level uh, subscribers or supporters or whatever you want to call them, I say patrons, but it seems fitting, Um, she did her her first ever um, dev party Chat thing, I'm sure we probably had a more Death
1: party. <laughs>
0: hey, dear. I had a, a bottle of the side whilst I was there as a party for me. <laughs> um, so that was great. It was like got eight to... in the morning, was it? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. Um, I got there, and Hillary was there, and Stephen was there, and we were all developing our film. And it was great fun. I developed some sheet film, uh, some, um, <laughs> which was great. So here, I, I was pleased that it worked out because I couldn't remember what film was in the film holders. <laughs> But turns out my guess of FOMA two hundred seems to be accurate. But I learned something new today, John. Now, you know me. I'm my quest in life is to find every possible way something could go wrong or go or go awry in in the dark room and associated things. Um, and in the past, and and sort of tangentially related, sometimes things like, oh, what happens if? So I discovered <laughs> that what happens if you leave spent fixer just in a jug on the side of a room for over a year is it eventually turns into these cool crystals we like those i showed you those when you were visiting yeah okay did you know did you know not a lot of people know (laughs) they're poisonous uh, if you eat them (laughs) no um but the uh stop bath so i've had stop bath sitting around for quite some time before now yeah nothing happened with it I mixed up some fresh dot bath not that long ago, and Mm. I went to use it today, and it had some fairly spectacular fungal growth in it. Oh, interesting. Like big, solid, lumpy bits of fungus growing in there. Um, They looked a little toxic, so I didn't fry them up and stick them on the piece of toast. I will share the picture (laughs) on Twitter if I remember. Or on my Instagram stories, if I remember. So, I mean, do this nag me if you want to see. But yeah, I, so I I tipped down into a jug, and yeah, there was like a couple of, and it wasn't just a bit of scum on the top. These had a density to them. Um, so, and that was from the fresh stuff. Oh. Y- yes, oh. I mean, I'm not sure how old the stock bath itself was that I was mixing up from. It might have been. Could a few there, years could
1: there have been something in the bottle before?
0: Like what? Dried mushroom? I don't, know. Mushroom? Small I don't know. Small, small. Oh, uh, yeah, there was a dead rat in there. I forgot yeah, about that. Um, what happens
1: if you pour stop all over a dead rat? <laughs> <laughs> it stops.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, so I was, that's, that was a new one on me. Um, so yeah, I did take a picture of it because I was quite blown away by it. Um, but, yes, I grew. maybe, maybe I found the cure for coronavirus. I don't know i did I did wash it down the sink because I was a little bit concerned that it might not be good for me. um even i even I have a limit of like, ah, oh, I'm gonna get rid of this and maybe wash my hands afterwards because. It didn't look friendly. That's um, when
1: science goes bad, isn't it? Yeah,
0: it's when science because that's what I do. It's very much science. <laughs> uh, so that was that. That was a good time. Um, you wanted to mention something as well, didn't you? Uh, regarding something M's up to that I've forgotten. Oh uh, yeah.
1: Um. So. Oh, you mate Matt. Sorry. Oh, yeah, there was that. Um, has got this uh, Yashika Matt thing. <laughs> Yashika?
0: Y- Yashika <laughs> Matt. Know. We went through Yashica this before. Oh, yeah, Not Yashika Matt. <laughs> that's, the guy Matt. Who, that's the guy who <laughs> makes them.
1: Um, Yashika Matt, that he, he sends around the world to people mm-hmm. that have never shot medium format before. He's directly little...
0: responsible for the spread of corona. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's it. <laughs> just make sure you lick it before you pass <laughs> it on. Um, just to give people access to try medium format. And. Uh, someone I know in Coventry, uh, Ellie, if you're listening, uh, she's she's got it at the moment till the end of the month, and Em's looking for someone to send it on to next. So if you're based in the UK, it's probably easiest at the moment because of postage and everything. Um, if you've never shot medium b- format before and you're really interested in giving it a go, all you have to do is look after it and send it on to the next person when that happens um so drop or you could drop myself a dm on twitter or drop m um, a message as well and uh, we can arrange that to happen
0: i'm really amazed that that has been a success because i've talked in the past about my attempt to do something similar which was to send uh, a pentax no an olympus ee3 pen ee3 uh, sort of around the world via a few people and mm-hmm. um Everyone who had it kept it for months and months and months on end, even though they only had the two. <laughs> they didn't even have to put a new film. They just took, they were just supposed to take six shots on the film that was in there and pass it on. And right. it took me, I think, four years to get that camera back. <laughs> the film was less than half shot. Um, oh, no. And I still haven't finished scanning the pictures <laughs> because it's half frame. <laughs> <laughs> longest running project ever. Um, yeah, I, th- I
1: think this one got stuck for a while. Um, yeah. But it's, it's on the move again. And trying to keep that... That momentum up so yeah, yeah if you're if you're interested then get in touch
0: yes but i would say based on my past experience if you're interested um please make sure that you have the time to do it in a timely fashion and you know you will send it on because it's kind of a stinky thing if you just end up with yeah. it sat on the side oh, oh yeah get around to yeah,
1: yeah the, the idea is that you hold on to it you use it for a month and then you pass it on so make sure you've you've got some free time in the month that you, you'd like to to take it
0: and it is worth noting there is a small explosive device placed in the back of it, and if it hasn't been sent on the month, it will blow up. So well, there's motivation there. That might not be true, <laughs> <laughs> but it might. Um, <laughs> is there anything else, John? You need to let people know about this week.
1: Uh, no, I don't think so. No. No. That's, well, that's
0: shall we move on to thank the wonderful people? Oops, I put my notes there. The wonderful people who have supported us on coffee. Uh, Thank you so much to everybody. Um, You guys are amazing. And as I keep saying, we've got some stuff coming, and the money is going to be very helpful for that uh, as we try and improve certain aspects and do some new stuff. Um, We're looking to buy John a clue. Not sure if we can do that. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) Get something for that beard of yours. Delousing powder. Um, (laughs) It's <laughs> expensive business. Um, but, uh, as always, I say oh, as always, but, you know, sometimes our researchers have been very slack lately, but they always catch up in the end. And they've been very busy this week finding out some good old-fashioned facts about our listeners. I mean, you know, we've we found out what's been going on during lockdown and what people have missed, but actually this week, because the lockdown's eased up, our researchers have been able to get back to their bread and butter and just find out some good old-fashioned facts about people. So who are we thanking this week?
1: Uh, first up, it's Billy Samford.
0: Uh, Billy walked <coughs> out of the movie Aliens vs. Predator in disgust after mistakenly believing that the film was called Alan vs. Predator. And he'd been very excited at the prospect of his favourite TV gardener, Alan Titchmarsh, taking on the extraterrestrial terror with a garden trowel. Just didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alan. <laughs> I've met Alan Titchmarsh. I held Have his you? horse. Room. Yeah, I held his horse once you, when he was jousting.
1: Sorry. <laughs> you held his
0: what? I, I held a horse for him once when he was jousting. Well, he wasn't jousting. I was jousting. Listen, there's a long story. Let's not get into it now. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> <Who's next? laughs> right,
1: isn't next. Who's next? Um, Juliet Schwab.
0: And uh, Juliet is campaigning to get a broccoli-themed character skin into Fortnite to raise the popular, p- p- raise the popularity <laughs> of the unlikable Brassica um, with kids and teens. Uh, this uh, attempt is falling on from the failed attempt at generating enthusiasm for <laughs> uh, Cauliflower of Duty costumes. <laughs> Cauliflower of Duty? Nope.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs>
0: Okay, uh, what, what, what what have our researchers found out about Jaya Bat?
1: We uh, found out that Graham loves terrible puns. Uh, Jaya Bhatt has just spent four weeks binge watching old episode of Neighbours on YouTube to finish his training for a medical degree, only to find out that Dr. Carl Kennedy isn't a real doctor.
0: <sighs> the devil, do you say? Shock
1: horror! Shock! Horror. <laughs> Uh, what have they found out about Sam Cornwell?
0: Uh, Sam's actually recently had to deal with complaints at a recent barbecue after it transpired that his alleged homemade vegetarian sausages were in fact just carefully whittled carrots. <laughs> I love
1: the word whittle.
0: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't get enough airtime, does it? No. A, there was an advert
1: kicking around a while ago about whittling spoons. And <laughs> I it, love it's that such wh- <laughs> It's such a great phrase, isn't it? spoon whittling
0: <laughs> an, hang on there was an advert about what were they selling the spoons oh i've got no idea of course in that, that, whittling
1: like that to show how terrible the advert was i can't remember the actual thing they were selling but it do just you like the whittling
0: spoons well maybe you're like the iphone 11 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i whittle ah uh, go on who's next <laughs> uh hillary clark <laughs> uh hillary hillary who i spoke to today on the call uh, she got in trouble at the opticians recently after assuming that the phrase 2020 vision was in fact an insult and she uh, popped her optician on the nose <laughs> <laughs>
1: hello hillary by the way i haven't spoken to you in a while yeah she's avoiding you
0: um yeah. what do we know about martin smith uh, Martin Smith has recently
1: found hundreds of VHS tapes in a skip out the back of Blockbusters and is manually rewinding them with a pencil ready to sell on eBay.
0: <laughs> Jump for life. Oh, but I love also recently and Blockbusters. <laughs> Two words that have not come together for quite a while. There's uh, a
1: there's a Twitter account for like the last blockbuster or something, and it's it's pretty amusing. The last blockbuster.
0: That yeah. sounds like a terrible reboot of the last Starfighter.
1: <laughs> I'd watch that.
0: <laughs> yeah, you would. What would uh, what would Gammon watch? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. What would Duncan Gammon watch? Uh, well, it's interesting you should say that, actually, because Duncan Gammon, <laughs> uh, as actually we mentioned last week, he's got some shiny new premises, which many have assumed is going to help him further his film-developing business. But actually, he's uh, setting up as a fancy dress shop so he can fulfil his lifelong dream of living the life of Mr. Ben, which would <laughs> <laughs> mean nothing to anybody who isn't uh, old and British. Do you oh, want uh, explain Mr. Ben? Imagine if
1: you go and visit his shop and it's actually just fancy dress and out the back in one tiny room there's like a film developing like processor and that's it and the rest is you have to wear fancy dress to get your film developed
0: <laughs> listen diversification is the key in all businesses <laughs> isn't it uh,
1: Harry Thackeray
0: uh... Thackeray <laughs> Harry, Harry... I remember this one now. Uh, Harry Thackeray is building a car out of dead turtles in a bid to be more environmentally conscientious. It's a very smooth drive, but a little slow. <laughs> <laughs> you got to enjoy the process of that one being made in oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what, what, What about Bill Sue? I hear Bill sue has been up to stuff. Bill...
1: Bill Thu has accidentally banged his head on a watermelon at the local grocery store, and now can't stop reenacting scenes from *Dirty Dancing* whenever he enters a room.
0: <laughs> Listen, that sounds like a real positive outcome for everyone.
1: <laughs> Which is quite random because uh, watermelons were mentioned earlier, weren't they?
0: Yeah, well, maybe maybe that watermelon that was in that picture at the Denny Center is the one that got smashed to pieces by Bill's solid head. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know the about the density of Bill's head, but... <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you for your money, Bill. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. Uh,
1: Chris Mina,
0: uh, Chris, Chris Mina, paints eyes on the back of pigeons' heads so if aliens ever fly over <laughs> cities, they'll think that they're being watched from every corner.
1: <laughs> so late. What, what, what does he
0: paint? What does he use? Like a sharp. One? I don't know. Watercolors. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what phase he's going through. I think he's going through. I a need details. Phase. <laughs> he's going through a cubist phase at the moment. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay. Um Slavek Carvas. Uh
0: Slavak is distinctly unimpressed with the Super Mario Bros. franchise of video games. Uh he said there's lit- quote there's literally no plumbing content at all, despite Mario's <laughs> alleged career. Uh he doesn't drive a white van and the portrayal of <laughs> potentially poisonous stores as allies is frankly uh, irresponsible. <laughs> so strong feelings there. Mm. Uh, and last, but definitely not least, there, there's a lot, listen, we're catching up a lot this week, listeners, so apologies, <laughs> I guess, for this thing. Um, Ed Ed Worthington. What? How's Ed Worthington doing? Ah, poor Ed. Uh, whilst... <laughs> oh, Alas, poor Ed. Poor Ed. Um,
1: while taking a long, peaceful walk through the woods, he tripped over <laughs> a small fairy, accidentally squashing its hat. Uh the fairy then placed a spell on Ed, and now he's unable to say the word no. And uh this has got him into all sorts of trouble while passing through the cosmetic section at Boots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Ed.
0: Poor Ed. Poor Ed is it's really quite late, listeners. <laughs> if anybody, if for anybody out there, this is the first time you ever listen to backing paper, and you're wondering what's going on. I can't even give you any sort of a reasonable explanation. This, this is we have a coffee page, uh, which people very kindly support us on to help us fund what we're doing here and to uh, make improvements to things when we can and buy equipment and stuff as we need it um, and we are incredibly grateful to everybody who does support us they really both financially and also just um, emotionally I don't know if that's quite the word, but it it makes us it's a fantastic feeling knowing that that support's there and it enables us to do stuff and the way that we say thank you to these people is through what you just said. no. It doesn't make any sense <laughs> to me either. To be fair, <laughs> seems I think it's a love. It's
1: a lovely reward.
0: <laughs> it's a lovely. Mm. It's it's a reward that money can't can't buy, but actually turns out it does buy <laughs> on yeah. this occasion. Um. Ah, okay. So thank you so much, everyone. Ah, oh, for the entertainment. Yeah, thank Leon. you very much. <laughs> thank, thank you me. very much. I think that that very much does just about do it for this week. Oh boy. Um. So as I said, the cheap shots challenge is officially closed now. But listen. You know, if they sneak in the next couple of days, shh, I won't tell anyone as long as you don't. Uh, we will now have a brief period of respite whilst we organise uh, the judging show and get all of that sorted. So it'll be a few weeks before we do that, um, but look forward invo- for that.
1: Can I be involved in the judging show?
0: You can be involved in the judging show. That yes. you can be there and be judged. <laughs> Yes. Um, (laughs) Judge me. We will. uh, You will be measured, you will be weighed, and you'll be uh, judged. (laughs) Pointed at. (laughs) And laughed. Yes. Um, We will have a Sony 16 podcast later this week, probably. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, uh, I've got my voice down this week. It's all a bit chaotic here, um, but uh, you know I've been saying far stuff. Who knows what might <laughs> happen as the week goes on? But we will, I'm sure, have something. I have a feeling it might be a uh, get the team together and see what's going on card kind of chat. But we don't know. We, it will be a mystery.
1: You should uh, you should get them to to record a show, set them up for a challenge.
0: That would be a challenge. Listen, they're teenagers. <laughs> they're teenagers. Well, a teenager and a near teenager. Uh, the monosyllabic teenager and uh, far too far more syllables than is good for the, his future health. Uh, not quite teenager. So, um, no, I'm not sure that's a good idea. But yeah, okay. we'll see. We'll see. But we will be back with something. I have no doubt it will be great. It'll probably be the greatest thing ever. Look forward to everybody. <laughs> have I have I redeemed that poor sales pitch, yeah. John? <laughs> <I don't laughs> not, so.
1: we're, everyone's tuning in now Good, perfect. Same, yeah. Good.
0: Um, we will play you out then, listeners, with the wonderful band Schnauzer from Remortgaging the Nest of Hairs. Uh, you can find them on Bandcamp and on Spotify. They've got loads of stuff on Spotify, actually. It's a great listen. Um, check it out. Uh, you can find John at The Dark Shed. Um, I can never remember what part of social media you're sulking about, John. What part are you boycotting uh, right
1: now? I'm on Twitter and Instagram. Twitter and
0: no. Instagram, there you go. Keep an eye on At those things to see shed. when John is doing his dark shed live. Um oh, uh, and
1: YouTube as well, obviously.
0: And YouTube. Well yes, and also <laughs> yeah. YouTube, but YouTube's not a way you can let people know. I mean maybe I guess it says You can, you,
1: you can. Because when I when I set up the broadcast, people can then set a reminder. When when I've set oh, I don't I've I, oh, I got a clue how it works. But cool. You can you can see if there's gonna be a broadcast coming up.
0: Sounds good. Well there you go. <laughs> do that. <laughs> Again, <laughs> great switched sales off, pitch. haven't you? <laughs> great sales pitch from the ever smooth John Whitmore. Um, <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening. It's been a delight as always, and thank you so much to everybody who has emailed in. I know I always forget to do this, and without Rachel here to pick me up, if you want to email us please do. We love getting your emails. And if you haven't emailed us before, please do. You must have so much stuff to say. Mainly, please stop doing that coffee stuff. It's stupid. Um, But write to us at sunny16podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We get so many great emails and it's always a real treat to be able to read them out to you. I I love doing this. Um, Thank you so much for listening again and have a lovely week. Bye.